0: Welcome to Luna the Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I am here to be your spiritual big sister, guiding you to self empowerment through self discovery. My goal with this podcast is to provide grounded and easy to understand self development tools to support you on your spiritual journey. My purpose is to help you learn to love both your light and your shadow, and to empower you to start showing up as your best self by nourishing your soul and doing the inner work. I am so grateful you're here today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here today and i hope you're having an amazing day and that your week is going well and i'm sending you lots of love as always thank you guys so much for tuning in every week for engaging with me for telling me how you're liking the pod and what's resonating i literally appreciate every single dm that comes my way and just getting to hear back from you guys So I wanted to start out the episode on a note of gratitude. I'm back with another guest episode for this week's pod, and I'm so excited to have Maya Fiorella on the pod. She's one of my great friends from TikTok. We've met over a year ago now and have seen each other's platform grow. We've evolved our friendship as we've gone along, and she is truly a light. She makes a lot of really amazing wellness content with recipes, with positivity, and keeps it real and she is a queen so we had a really interesting conversation we talked a lot about balancing being a content creator with other things in life and letting go of perfectionism about adjusting to transitions and evolving priorities also talked about our story getting to know each other and some takeaways that she had from when she had an astrology reading with me as well as many other things. So without further ado, I hope you really enjoyed the episode. I loved recording it, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. And let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the pod, Maya. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you too, and really excited to chat today. And as I always open every episode that I have a guest on, start out by telling us your sun, moon, and rising, and then also introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about what you do.
1: Yeah, so I'm based in LA right now, I'm a college student. And I met Carolina through TikTok and just our little holistic health community. And my son is Aries. I'm a Capricorn moon and a Virgo rising.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Um, Yeah, it's so fun how this holistic health community has brought so many of us together and just like has fueled so many good friendships and just inspiring relationships. And I love that you are also into astrology as we like had our reading together in the past. So tell us a little bit about um, how you started your platform and how that has evolved since you started.
1: I basically was just really bored when quarantine (laughs) first started. I'm a very on the go type of person. And so before COVID happened, I was used to leaving the house like two, three times at least every single day. I was working as a bar instructor and going to college. And then once COVID hit, it was a pretty dramatic shift and I was home alone all of the time. I lived with my boyfriend and he was considered an essential worker. So I was literally just home for the whole day by myself. And so I started going on TikTok a little bit and I was like, oh, this could be fun. So it really started with me doing like what I eat in a day type of videos. I love cooking. I always have. So I started bringing that. And then I actually just started finding other people like Caitlin Nolan and Katarina and you and you guys really inspired me to keep making content and Just, I don't know, everything about the little community that we've formed has been so incredible. I feel like I finally found friends that share my same passions, So that's been really, really great.
0: Yes, amazing. I so agree in that. It's so nice having friends that share your interests and share your passions and that understand you without you having to explain yourself in a way also. So I love that. And it's been so cool getting to know you over the last like year or more and I feel like it's just so interesting like watching each other grow even though we've never even met in person we have chatted and we like have gotten to know each other over time so it's just been so cool to watch your evolution and you also just started your own podcast so how's that going and talk a little bit about your podcast too I want to know what inspired you to to start it and how it's been since you did
1: Yeah, so I took my TikTok platform and decided to make an Instagram account for that just so I could get a little bit more deep. I feel like sometimes TikTok can be a little bit more surface level type of content. So I started my Instagram and then I realized that I love Instagram, but I actually want something even a little bit more intimate. And I feel like podcasting is the perfect platform for that because you have, you know, a whole hour where you can just spill your guts out. And I just, I love everything about that. I feel like with Instagram captions, they don't always do the trick sometimes. And so I launched my podcast. It's called XX Maya, and it has been so much fun. I'm absolutely obsessed with recording. And I don't know, I feel like it's going to be a great little journey for me.
0: Yeah. And I already love your podcast. I agree with what you were saying. It's really nice having multiple platforms to share yourself and your views and your mindset, because I feel like TikTok, it's definitely such a fun platform, very creative and more short form. But then Instagram, I tend to write long captions, but you don't know if people read all of it. Like it's hard to know if the message comes across as you want it, or if, what you're saying is resonating. But when you have this long form content, similar to YouTube, but a little bit different with podcasting, it just enables you to share so much more and get deeper and people get to see your authentic self more, I think. So
1: totally, I feel like there can be a little bit of inauthenticity on other social media platforms. But with podcasting, it's so simple. It's just, you know, you maybe one other person and the microphone and that's it. And I feel like you really start to show who you are through podcasting. So I've been really, really loving that. I also am a communications major in school, and I've taken like three different podcasting classes throughout university. So it's been really fun to kind of use what I've learned in the academic field and translate it into how I want to share my message.
0: That's so cool. I love that. I was also a communications major in school, but I never, well, I was communication and marketing, but I never took a class like that. And I don't think my college even offered it. So that is so awesome. And I'm sure it gave you kind of like a deeper understanding of different forms of podcasts and different ways to convey information or knowledge or your life. So that's so cool. Yeah, it totally
1: has. I love my major so much. I'm actually really nervous and kind of scared to graduate. How has post-grad life been for you?
0: Honestly, it is a very scary transition. And it's something I've talked about in like previous episodes of my podcast. Like when I talked about transitions and when I kind of touched on is like adulting, but I want to do a part two for that one too. But it's just, kind of this like identity shift in your life where you go from being a student to being like an adult and I feel like it definitely involves a lot of different emotions and first off like how am I going to take care of myself like how am I going to fill up my time I feel like in school you have like semesters or quarters and you kind of have this way to like know how your year is progressing and like how the years are going by but when you graduate it's kind of unstructured time so you have all this time in your hand and it's not like you have a set schedule or if you have like you have things you have to do aside from your job so it really is a lot on you to fill up that time and do it in a way that like makes it work for you And I also, I think the transition itself is a lot because it's like, I don't know, for me moving to New York has been a whirlwind in the best way. It's so much fun being here and I'm loving it already, but definitely has emphasized the importance of self-care and kind of compassion for yourself. So yeah, that's kind of how it's been.
1: (laughs) I completely relate to when I moved to LA, I've only been here for like two months, but I still feel like I'm trying to settle in a little bit and just get my hold on the city. I mean, New York and LA are both beautiful, but they're very large and a little bit chaotic cities. So you know, just trying to settle into that. But yeah, I'm also nervous because I love structure. I know we talked about that in my astrology reading, I have a lot of Earth sign in me and I just love a good set routine. So I feel like that's why I'm a little bit nervous to graduate because it's just so open.
0: Exactly. And I also think that I'm kind of like that in the way that I like having I like having structure, but sometimes I also like very intuitive with my routine, but it prevents me from being as productive as I want to be a lot of the times. And I feel like you're really good at. So tell us a little bit about how you like to structure your schedules and like what are things that you prioritize every day, like your non-negotiables and
1: Yeah, so my non-negotiables are definitely things like staying hydrated all day, staying fully nourished all day, Even if I'm so incredibly stressed out with school, I make sure that I have a reminder set on my phone or an alarm or something that reminds me to go eat lunch or whatever, because I definitely fall into that trap where I'll just sit at my desk and at my computer for so long and just go, 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 get it all done. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's been hours and I haven't eaten. So I definitely have learned for myself that I need to just like, take a couple minutes break every now and then. Some other non-negotiables are movement. I love movement so, so much. I was a bar instructor for about two years, and I'm currently not teaching bar anymore since I moved to LA, but I did register for a Pilates program, so I'm really excited to get my certification in Pilates soon. But movement, definitely a non-negotiable, even if it's like a five minute walk outside that's all I need (laughs) and then I don't know I feel like I do love a routine I really do I wake up relatively around the same time every day I go to sleep around the same time every night and I feel like that really helps me structure my day but I also do like to be intuitive and if I have something on my schedule that I can't get to I'm very forgiving with myself and that's definitely something I've had to practice. It didn't come mm-hmm. naturally at all. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, but I'm trying to recover from that. So I think m- the biggest thing that I learned in trying to get over that perfectionist mindset was forgiving myself when things don't happen because that's just life.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You just had so many important things. I think first off what you were saying about prioritizing hydration and nourishment, also a huge priority for me. And I think these things are, there are a lot of times when it can be easy to, to forget. I tend to be very like consistent with eating like three meals every day. And I know not everyone is like that, but for me, I so agree that that's actually non-negotiable for me. And I think that the movement portion too is great I have actually recently, I've been seeing on Instagram some people talking about this and being on the same boat as me, but I recently kind of fell off my movement, like groove. Um, There was a time when I was being very consistent with it and moving every day. And recently it's been more walking, which is great. I love walking and just naturally being in a big city. You end up walking so much, Um, but I want to get back to to moving and even like you were saying reframing and being like I love moving because I know that when I move I feel great and as an Aries rising and you being an Aries sun I'm sure we know we bond over that too because for us being like Mars ruled and like liking to like spark that fire and just move our bodies can be such a good way to take care of ourselves so definitely need to prioritize that more
1: it totally is and i notice the biggest difference when i'm not prioritizing movement it like i don't it just has such a negative effect on me i've always had a really in tune relationship with my body i grew up dancing so i was moving you know since i could walk basically and so i've always had that movement in my life so in some ways, it it might be a little bit more natural for me than other people, which I totally understand. But I think getting a little sweat in every now and then can literally change your whole life. And honestly, I actually asked on my Instagram story the other day, I was like, oh, how do you feel after you know you do a workout on a really long, hard day? Because I feel like sometimes we get into this routine where we're like, oh, I just had such a bad day. Like the last thing I want to do is go work out right now. So I asked all of my followers on Instagram and it was like insane. It was like 94% of people were like, I always feel better after I work out, even if it was a stressful day. And that made me realize like, wow, I really should just try and push myself to do that. I mean, always balance, always balance, (laughs) but push yourself when you need it to.
0: Yeah, and I think when you reach these humps, it's when you actually need to push yourself a little bit. I know I need to push myself a bit, and I think the reason why I haven't been doing it is because I used to do it in the morning, like, oh, I wake up, I work out, or, like, I wake up, I have some fruit, and I work out, and then I do my morning routine from there. But with moving, and with so many things, like, it's hard to keep that structure every day. That's where I think what you were saying, like going to bed and waking up at the same time can really help um, instead of just being like all over the place, because those tiny habits accumulate and become natural and instinctual over time. And it's true. I think doing a workout after a long day can be so incredible. And that's a good way to even start implementing it again into a routine if if you fall off of it. Also,
1: when you were saying going to bed and waking up like relatively around the same time, there's actually something that you can do on your phone, if you have an iPhone, mm-hmm. where your phone will like turn off when you want it to like be your bedtime and it will stay like completely off until you want it to be your wake up time. And I started doing that a couple of months ago. And it's so nice because if I like, you know, kind of lose track of time or whatever. And I go on my phone and it's off. I'm like, oh, my God, it's bedtime. <laughs> and it's just an easy way to, like, remind you keep on that schedule.
0: That's so smart. I've never known about that. Is it when it appears on your phone and just says, like, bedtime and wake up? Yeah, I think it's something <gasps> like that. Okay, because it's popped up on my phone a few times, but I never just, like, go and click it or, like, go through with it. So. I'm going to start doing that. I think that's a really good idea. And something else we wanted to talk about too, as you mentioned, is perfectionism. It's something that both of us have struggled with. And I relate a lot to the things that you share on your platform and you shared on your first podcast too, which I loved. It was called Nobody's Perfect, which is so cute. Um, But yeah, tell us a little bit about your journey with perfectionism and the things that have helped you. When you first found out you were a perfectionist, and how you've kind of evolved your relationship with it and kind of healed from it even though it's it's still a journey I'm sure definitely
1: is still a journey I feel like I've always been a perfectionist even when I think about when I was little I remember being in dance competitions and I just I always wanted to be the one who won I always wanted to be the one in front in the group dances and whatever and I think that it might have stemmed from that, I'm not really sure, or it could just be my own personality. But I've always just, you know, I think my mom also told me a lot when I was growing up, just always try your best. And while that's a really great message, I feel like somewhere in my little mind, I thought that my best had to be perfect. So I tried really, really hard. And I would try really hard in school to where I wasn't sleeping at all in high school. And I was just, I had to get A's and I had to get into a good college and all of these other things. And then in college, it honestly got a lot worse for me because I feel like college is a little bit more competitive than high school, or at least it was for me. And Because I was, you know, alone in college, as most people are, it's a time where you're learning how to be independent. And so you have to rely on yourself. But in some ways, like me relying on myself meant that I had to be productive all the time. I had to be making a 4.0. I had to be working out. I just had to do all of these things. And then honestly, once I started consuming more content, really, and seeing people live life more balanced i realized how i didn't need to be a perfect all the time and it's actually quite funny because now when i think about how long i struggled for perfection perfection is quite boring i think honestly like a huge part of life is living and experiencing all of the emotions even the sadness even the anger all of those things are part of life and when you aim so hard for perfection all you're doing is trying to be happy all the time and that is just so unrealistic and mm-hmm. especially with this move too i feel like it really settled in where you know i had all of these great goals and plans for over the summer i was like i'm gonna take two summer classes i'm gonna have an internship i'm gonna move across the state I'm going to keep growing all of my social medias. I'm going to launch a podcast. Like I had all of these goals and I'm not saying that goals are bad. Goals are fantastic, but you have to be realistic in your goals because it came to a point where I was just working myself so hard that I wasn't even enjoying the little happy moments of life anymore because I was so focused on how everything looked and what I was getting done. So yeah, it definitely is still a journey. Definitely something I'm still working on, but Living in the present moment has definitely been helpful and just learning how to forgive myself.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. You just said so many things that resonated and so many important things. I think it really does go back to like our inner child a lot. As you were saying, I can also remember myself always wanting to get the A, always wanting to be, I don't know, the top of the class and get praised in that sense. And I have done some research about it and I think that it does stem a lot of times from when in childhood you are praised for your grades or if you're kind of like complimented for being smart. Um, Yes. It kind of makes you think as a kid and like when you're growing up that to receive attention or to receive praise, you have to excel in something that's external. It's not like, oh, you're being complimented because of who you are internally, but rather because of an achievement that you did or something that you reached and it evolves and it starts becoming a habit and becoming a part of our personalities to think that way. Even if other people aren't even the ones saying anything, it becomes our inner talk and the way we think about life and something that I've gone through a lot and just learning to also have a balanced life and to not overload myself because I go through the same problems where I want to be doing so many things and I set so many goals. Instead of just being like, this is my main goal, once I reach it, I'll think of another goal. I'm like, okay, let me have eight different goals. Like, let me move, let me do this, let me start posing more on YouTube, let me start creating more content. It may be, it just adds up. And then it gets to a point where you have so much in your plate that you can't really enjoy the things that were enjoyable before.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes that I definitely want to look more into the inner child, because I've been seeing that pop up a little bit. And it's something that I haven't really researched, but I definitely will. And I like how you said, like goals, sometimes they can be a good thing. But I feel like when you're a very achievement oriented person, sometimes just setting one goal and not allowing yourself to set another one until you've reached that is such a good way to look at it. Because I have the same issue. I have like pages and pages of my notebooks filled up with all of these goals that I want to do, which is cool and great. And I'm sure eventually I'll get to all of them, but we got to space it out a little bit more and still enjoy just the simple moments. Also relaxation, I'm, I've never really been good at relaxing, but it's something that I definitely am prioritizing a lot more these days.
0: Same here. It's hard when you like have so many things that you want to do. And um, I also will definitely like I need to do that more as well, like having smaller goals or like a smaller quantity of goals that you can just dedicate to like actually being really, really good at that one thing and then going on to the next because it's a struggle and it does cause burnout. And so I definitely want to, to prioritize relaxation more and I think that's really inspiring. So what are ways that you feel like you've been making that a bigger priority and what are your favorite ways to relax?
1: My favorite ways to relax are really simple. I feel like I love, I love to just light a candle and just sit, (laughs) like literally that's it. Not look at my phone. My computer's closed. I just sit in a dark room with a little candle and just think for like 15, 20 minutes. Can do a world of wonders, honestly. I also love spending time with my boyfriend. He is like such a type (laughs) B, go with the flow, literally the complete opposite of me in every single way. But I think it's really (laughs) good because it balances me out so much. And so he's really good about, hey, you've been working all day. Like, let's just hang out and watch TV. Mm -hmm. That's been really nice, too. Been prioritizing date night a little bit more, too. It's always fun to get out of the house, because I feel like sometimes I get turned off by relaxing because I don't enjoy just like sitting at home it makes me feel very unproductive. So like actually going out and doing a little date night has been really great because I'm not really doing anything productive, but I'm still getting out of the house. So yeah, I don't have like those negative feelings about it. We actually just went to the beach the other weekend and My boyfriend and I, we literally went and got sushi from Erewhon and just hung out at the beach for like four hours. And I brought a book with me and we journaled for a little bit. And that was just the most relaxing time
0: ever. That's so fun. And love all of that. Shout out to all the easygoing, go with the flow, down to earth boyfriends, to all the type A, stressed out girlfriends out there. You're amazing. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know, literally, I so agree. And it's funny because I've been doing that too, um, similarly, with just making time to be surrounded by grounding energy. From like my boyfriend, or just allowing myself to settle into that relaxation mode a little more because this ties back to the first episode ever of the pod where I was talking about masculine and feminine energy and how we live in a society that praises us for achieving and for doing and for being super productive, but at the same time it for we forget the importance of feminine energy and it has to be a balance just like the yin and yang like it needs each other like if you only do one it falls off of balance and then you have to swing all the way back to the whole opposite side until you regain that balance point so I love the what you I love what you were saying about lighting a candle and just sitting there I've never done that before And that is like such, I feel like a feminine energy thing to do. And I just need to try it.
1: It was honestly, I was kind of uncomfortable the first time I did it. I was like, this is kind of weird. I'm just sitting in a dark room with a candle. But once I actually like lent into it a little bit more and did it, I came out and I felt like my battery was charged again. I'm also an introvert. So spending time alone is very good for me and I definitely need that. And I feel like, I don't know if you can relate, but I feel like sometimes our society can, you know want people to be a little bit more extroverted we kind of look down upon people who are like more quiet more shy and that it's definitely me so i feel like i spent a lot of my time in high school and like my early years of college trying to force myself to be an extrovert because i was like well everyone else is going out so i should enjoy going out which i do from time to time but it's very important to balance that out with time where i am completely alone especially since I live with my boyfriend. So I have a roommate, he's here all the time. So I have to really prioritize just like doing my own thing, recharge a little bit and then move on.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And it's, it's interesting, too, because this is something I learned about when I was learning about masculine and feminine energy, also that drinking alcohol and going out and doing these things are yang activities, like they are masculine energy. So when and a lot of times in in society and like when people are in their like early 20s 30s whatnot like people are working studying or things like that and then afterwards you're so tired because you've been working 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 in masculine energy all day and then people are like oh let's go out like let's go party and that's again more masculine energy um more yang and then the next day what happens? You're so exhausted and drained and hung over that what do you want to do? Just be in yin the entire day. Like stay in bed the whole day, like not move. But it's an extreme version. And it's because we don't prioritize bits of yin to recharge mm-hmm. throughout the day and throughout the week.
1: That's so interesting because yeah i feel like a lot of times i talked about this in one of my episodes about balance where people really focus on the two extremes and it is so important to try and you know hone into more of like i call it the little gray space in between like the black and the white and it is so important because like you said yeah when you're only focused on one extreme then you're just going to need the other extreme to eventually balance it out And instead try and focus every single day on, you know, hitting both of those. That way you don't have a whole day where you need to like like rest and recuperate because I hate those days, even when I'm sick and I know that I need it. It's the worst for me when I just have to like sit down and do absolutely nothing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I love that the little gray space. That's so true. And I am the same like I was sick the last couple days like last week um just from like the move and I think I just fell down with allergies and it's it was so hard for me to just be like okay let me sleep in or okay let me just stay in bed a little bit or not do as much today it's definitely requires some conscious effort on our parts to to do that especially when it doesn't come so naturally and I think that that's also something so cool um that you're saying because I feel like that's very a very evolved expression of a Capricorn moon just like Capricorns we talked about this I believe we I told you this but Capricorns can tend to see and like things as black or white or like oh like that's not what I should do or like this is what you should do But finding that gray space, doing that to nourish your emotional self and to nourish your hobbies and routines and just things that come really unconsciously, doing that consciously, finding that gray space is a very important thing for all of us, I think.
1: It really is. And it took me a long time to figure that out. I definitely think that our talk about my whole chart, it was so eye opening for so many reasons, because I didn't realize how much of myself is just naturally you know likes the routine and likes the structure and likes to be doing things and once i realized that that was like literally inside of me like i was just born into that lifestyle it made me realize how much i want to try to work to balance that because it's so important and honestly i i love being a little bit bit stressed out and a little bit you know overloaded with my work like I definitely thrive off of that but it isn't fun when it gets a little bit too much and when you have to spend the whole day recuperating and that's how I felt after the move too I was just so tired I was physically drained I was emotionally drained mentally drained it was just all of it and I feel like in that moment I realized that I need to switch up how I'm living my life because I can't just keep piling it on forever.
0: Yes, yes. And it's so underrated how tiring moves can be because it's not only physically exhausting, it's exhausting in so many other ways. And like you move and maybe like your room or your living room isn't the way you want it to yet. And so like, all you can think about is like, oh, this is missing, that's missing, whatever. And you forget to like water your own cup a little bit. And Find that like self care, but I'm happy to hear that the astrology reading was interesting and that it helped you have compassion for yourself and understand that that's a part of who you are and you can embrace it. But you can also work on finding the light in that and working with it. So for those of you who are listening who don't know, Maya had a birth chart reading with me a few weeks ago and it was so fun and. If you are interested, I do chart readings, so you can always book one with me, but you said that you had been thinking a lot about it since we did the chart reading, so tell me how it's been since we last talked.
1: I've definitely, first of all, I just want to say 10 out of 10 recommend. I (laughs) want my boyfriend to get a reading with you too, because he needs needs a little help in that area, (laughs) but anyway, I... (laughs) I have been focusing a lot on, we kind of talked about how one of my biggest like passions and something that I'm drawn to a lot is teaching and learning. And that really stuck with me because I didn't, I never really thought about it like that. Like I was like, oh yeah, I enjoy school. I enjoy listening to an educational podcast. But once you told me that I was like, oh my God, the act of learning is truly one of my favorite things in life. And, you know, I think after I graduate I realize that that's something that I definitely need to still prioritize whether that be just, you know, an online class or just listening to a really great educational podcast or whatever, I need to make time for that because it is something that I love. And it also inspired me to completely sign up for the Pilates certification because I was kind of going back and forth a lot. And I was like, you know, I really miss teaching bar but I don't know i feel like i'm kind of you know been there done that shouldn't i like focus more on a career that's gonna translate to my degree a little bit more but then i realized how much i love movement and how much i love teaching people how to move their body properly for them and so i enrolled in that which i'm so excited about it's a yeah. nine-month long program and i'm so excited but yeah it also I feel like we talked a little bit about how I have Pisces in my chart, and I've always been a very emotional person, so that made sense, (laughs) but also, like, it's okay to be emotional. I feel like I tried to shut that side of myself off for a very long time because it's looked at as being such a bad thing in society. People always say, like, oh, you're too emotional, and I hate that saying because now, I love being emotional. I love that I can connect with other people, but still have my little bubble where I'm not like completely taking in all of their energy.
0: Yes. Yes, Wait, I love that. I'm so happy that you took so many great things away from it and helped you understand like the multifaceted personality that you have and just like your soul essence and the things that you were good at naturally and then the things that you can work on and embrace more for example, embracing your emotions and embracing, allowing yourself to be an introvert, allowing yourself to create those emotional and and energetic boundaries so that you're not always like soaking up the like psyche of other people because you have such an empathetic nature. So, 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 so awesome. So I'm so happy. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was really
1: great. And yeah, my therapist and I actually talked a little bit too about just naturally being a very empathetic person, you know, we tend to take on people's emotions a lot and I've even noticed just like walking around LA sometimes I can like feel other people's energies and it's so important. She told me that I need to imagine myself in a little bubble and yes. you know, I can see other people's energies but I don't need to consume them as my own. And that visualization has been really helpful
0: for me because,
1: you know, it it can be a lot to take in when you're just constantly feeling what other people are feeling.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Intuitives, vibes. Literally, I feel that so much. And that's something my mom told me when I was young, a really long time ago. She told me about that, like envisioning yourself in this like energetic light bubble and like anything that bounces your way, like it just bounces right back. It's really, really great, I think, especially for you with your Pisces to do that. And I feel that too. And being in New York as a Cancer moon and a Scorpio Mars, I can literally like walk around and just feel so overwhelmed by like the intense energy around um, because there's so many people. And I used to be living in a place that's pretty like, Secluded, more like a suburb with a lot of nature and like not as much hustle and bustle. So it's such a transition.
1: Yeah, me too. I also came from like a really small town in Northern California. And, you know, I wouldn't really see people <laughs> in my day to day walks and whatnot. But now every time I leave my house, I'm, you know, interacting with like at least 20 people. It's kind of crazy. But I also really love that about LA. I, I am an introvert, but I do enjoy, you know, seeing people out. And I feel like it pushes me a little bit out of my comfort zone, but in the best way.
0: Yes, true. It is very, a very good change of scenery and it feels exciting, like makes you feel like a boss as you're walking around a big city, like with your iced coffee or matcha or whatever. And just like listening to a podcast or like music as you're walking around. It can be such a vibe. So, I agree it has its pros and its cons for sure but just doing those things and like protecting your energy and something I want to start doing more too is just like saging my house and like saging my body just to clear out stagnant energy more often I feel like it would be a good a good idea.
1: I need to do that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's start doing it together I think it would be really helpful for both of us and then we were talking about earlier how being a content creator at the same time as a student and a girlfriend and a human and like having all these things at once like multiple projects multiple platforms and balancing it all so how has that been for you and how have you been able to find that balance
1: Yeah, it's definitely hard for me to find that balance. I feel like when I first started in the content creation world, I just completely dove into it. And I was posting as much as I can every single day. Like, that was my main priority. And I definitely slipped a little bit over the summer. I traveled a little bit more and with the move in classes and whatnot. I wasn't posting as much as I normally was. And at first I was really mad at myself for that. And I was like, oh, I'm not growing anymore. And, you know, I'm not putting out content that I care about as much as I used to. And I had all this like negative energy about it. And then I realized that everyone has to take a break sometime and actually like telling yourself, okay, I'm not going to post. Today, and that's okay. And, you know, being guilt free about it is when I get inspired again because I would, you know, when you force yourself to make content, it's so uh, obvious, I feel like, to the audience that, like, you're just not really into it. And it's just not coming from a place where you're excited to put it out into the world. And so, why would I waste other people's time by doing that? So, I really learned the importance of, you know, I'm gonna film a TikTok when I want to film a TikTok, not because I have to film a TikTok. And, you know, I actually haven't been posting now that I mentioned TikTok. I haven't been posting much at all on TikTok recently. And I don't, I'm not even really sure why, but I haven't felt a need to, and I'm trying to honor that, even though, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, well, you're never gonna grow if you don't post, which is true, but you know, I appreciate the followers that I have now and I respect them enough to not give them shitty content just because I want to put something out there.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And the same thing happened to me. And I think it's interesting when you're first starting, as you were saying, you dive in and you post all the time, even in terms of like the things on your plate, that shift. When I first started my platform, it was during quarantine. I was doing my abroad classes, which weren't a lot of work. And then it was summer and I hadn't, I didn't have any classes. It wasn't really doing much. I wasn't seeing anyone. I didn't have a social life because of the pandemic. I was single when I first started the platform. Just like so many things were different in my life. And throughout the evolution of my platform, I had my senior year. I was taking classes. Classes, I was started a relationship. I then started a podcast. I evolved into like also sharing on YouTube and sharing on Instagram. And then I went back to campus and was having a social life again and on and on. It shifts, and the priorities and the availability you have every single day shifts. And it's something that our followers, as we evolve and as we grow, they will follow along. And it's important, as you were saying, to allow yourself to take those breaks. When I went to my college campus for a couple months at the end of senior year, I shifted my priorities a little bit and I was prioritizing social life a little more. And as a result, I didn't have as much content ideas or I wasn't in an space that was as inspiring to me as home. So it happens and it's It's really important to open conversation around it. One, for our followers to understand that that is the case and that that happens and that it's not that we don't want to put out content, but it's that we are also trying to take care of ourselves and figure it out. And social media can be an illusion sometimes. Like it can just like not portray exactly as things are, even though we are in our community, very transparent and very authentic, I believe, and just positive people, it is doesn't mean we don't have our own inner struggles and like, are also trying to just figure it out as like 20 something girls. So that's super important to, to talk about.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like, because we are very authentic in our community, and we all preach things like balance and knowing yourself and you know, leaning into that intuitive nature. I feel like they have to understand that that's exactly what we're doing when we're not posting. You know, it's not because we don't want to, it's not because we are doing something better than it's just that we also have to prioritize balance in our life. And you're so right. When you say, you know, priorities are going to shift throughout your life. That's just always going to be true. And while I love social media so, so much, it is it's not always going to be my number one priority. It's okay. not my career. While well, it would be cool to have it be my career, it's not at the moment, so I have to focus on
0: other things as well. Exactly. And in terms of priorities, it's funny because when I first started seeing my therapist, who I currently have been seeing for I think maybe like, like a little bit over a year now, we sat down in one of the first sessions and wrote down a list of priorities like one, two, three, four, five, and onwards. And in that moment, when you write down like, okay, my number one priority is X. And my second priority is Y. In your back of your mind, if you are prioritizing Z instead of X, be like, wait, that's not actually my number one priority. It helps you kind of mentally give yourself grace, but that list changes. And that's what we were talking about. And it's my list has definitely changed since I first started seeing my therapist to now. And as a result, like content I've put out has changed. The platforms I've been focusing on have shifted. So it happens. And I think something else you mentioned is that it can also be a mental thing for us in the sense of maybe it's not even that the followers are having feelings about the fact that we are not being as consistent. Maybe it's just us inside of our own mind judging ourselves for not putting it out or being like well how are you gonna grow if you don't put out content like putting a lot of pressure which again ties back to like being a high achiever and a perfectionist so it's like a
1: cycle it really is oh my god it's like the worst cycle ever honestly because I definitely feel that where it's like oh you just you get so hard on yourself because you're like well you have this goal and if you're not doing the small steps every day then you're never gonna reach it but Yeah, I really like what your therapist and you did with, you know, actually like listing out your priorities, I definitely need to go do that. Because I think it's just a good little mental check in with yourself to see, you know, I think a lot of life boils down to how you're spending your time and time management. And so it is really important to make sure that what you're spending your time on is what you genuinely want to be, you know, working toward.
0: Exactly. And it can be hard to write that list because like ranking, I don't know, school slash work with relationships, with health, with self care, with content creation, with leisure time, exercise, like all these things, like when you rank them, it kind of becomes real and you look at it and you're like, well, let's say work is your second priority and exercise is your fourth priority. I don't know just an example and you are like i'm gonna go work out but there's like a big thing you have to do for work and you haven't done it yet in the back of your mind when you if you choose to work out you're gonna feel a little bit off because intuitively and inside of you you know that your priority was actually the other thing
1: yeah no that's so 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 true and i feel like i fall victim to that sometimes you mentioned work and working out (laughs) which is so funny because i find myself a lot of the time you know i just i love working out so i'll be like okay let's just schedule a bar class tonight even though i know that i probably would be better off if i just spent my time at home you know finishing up x y and z but yeah listing it out that really does make it real and it makes it I don't know, I feel like writing things out in general, even writing out a to-do list or whatever it might be, it gives it a sense of like authority in your life and you can physically look at it and say, okay, I actually really need to do this now. It's out of the world. It's not just in my head floating around anymore. So I really like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like to have listening, if you feel a little bit off in terms of priorities, it's a really easy, like it's easy and it's difficult at the same time, but it's an activity that helps a lot. And it's something I've worked on with clients before too. Like one of my clients did a little list of priorities and she said that it helped her a lot in going back and, and looking at it and reminding herself of what to focus on. So yeah, I think that that's something like useful to, to people who might feel overwhelmed or, who feel like their their priorities might have shifted and they need to kind of ground on that. Um, but with that being said, I want to close off the episode with a few rapid fire questions. So uh, let's dive in. First question, which I think I know the answer is coffee or matcha? Coffee. I hate matcha. <laughs> <laughs> What's your coffee order?
1: Usually just a cold brew with oat milk, maybe a splash of honey or something.
0: Yum. So good. Okay. What is something that makes you feel like your higher self?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. Um, Something that makes me feel like my higher self, probably when I wake up and don't look at my phone. Yes.
0: That presence. We love it. Um, what's a mantra or quote that you love and or live by?
1: Com- comparison is the thief of joy really hard to get into and but yeah I love that one
0: yes yes I really like that one too if you could tell something to your younger self what would it be
1: it always works out
0: what is your usual morning routine
1: I wake up I try not to look at my phone <laughs> I get a big glass of lemon water I usually do like my skincare ice roll out my face journal sometimes a little movement that's kind of more of an intuitive thing if I feel like I need it I do it or I just go on and I start work
0: nice love it and what is one of your favorite songs oh gosh or artists
1: okay I love I honestly really truly only listen to Rap music. It's my favorite. Always have loved it. I love, like, Mac Miller. I love Lil Wayne. Yeah, I love all of it.
0: Love, love, love. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for coming today on the podcast, Maya. It's been such a joy chatting with you and learning from you and getting to hear your story. And I'm so excited for the day we get to meet in person also. So... Plug yourself, tell the audience where they can find you. And once again, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute honor. I can't wait to have you on my podcast eventually. Mm. You can find me on Instagram at healthwithme. You can find me on TikTok at Maya Fiorella. And you can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's called XXMaya.
0: Yay, amazing. Everyone go check her out. Maya makes amazing content and is a health and wellness baddie. So thank you again. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks. All right, everyone. That is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. As always, share this episode on your story. Tag Maya and I if you liked it share with your friends make sure to check her out she makes amazing content and is just super inspiring make sure to check out her tiktok her instagram and her podcast and if you do have any interest in booking an astrology reading with me a birth chart reading we basically go over your birth chart which is a chart of the day that you were born and we talk about the placements the lights and the shadows of your placements how to work with them how to expand on your strengths how to work on your weaknesses it's a great session to book if you're new to astrology or if you just want to learn more about yourself. I know even people who already have experience with astrology and know a little bit about their chart, either through CoStar or other astrology apps, these types of readings can be really helpful and insightful. So if you are interested, I will include a link in the show notes. Make sure to check that out. It's also in the link tree on my Instagram at the Kirlina Lifestyle. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing day and stay tuned for the next episodes. I am so grateful for you, and I'm sending you love.